Hi, I'm Carrie, a stroke survivor and BIND member. And I'm Kezia, a brain injury survivor and a member of BIND. And welcome to our 10th episode of BIND Waves. Our episode is going to be about being a parent and a survivor of a brain injury. And we have Carl as our guest. He is a retired professor, a dad of two daughters, and an outgoing men mentor of within the community. Welcome, Carl. Thank you. Welcome, Carl. And for our listeners that remember our first Carl, this Carl also spells his name with a K, the correct way. So we're so excited to have you here today, Carl. Thank Welcome. you. Yeah, I have uh, uh, had a stroke in uh, 2017, and I've uh, been uh, a member at BIND for um, about uh, three and a half years or so. So great to be here. Awesome. Well, welcome. Welcome. So glad. So excited. Carl K. Carl K. And Carl, Carl K. Yeah. <laughs> I love that the, they talk about the K. Welcome to Bind Waves, the official podcast of the Brain Injury Network of Dallas. I'm Brian White, Bind's Executive Director. On each episode, we'll be providing insight into the brain injury community. We'll be talking to members and professionals regarding their stories and the important role of Bind's Clubhouse. We work as a team to inspire hope, community, and a sense of purpose to survivors, caregivers, and the public. Thank you for tuning in to Bind Waves. Let's get on with the show. So Carl, um, welcome. And we just kind of wanted to hear a little bit about your role within your family before you had a stroke. Okay. Uh, well, um, you know, before the stroke, um, uh, our family uh, was um, about like everybody else, except um, had a child who is completely autistic. And so uh, obviously life was uh, very different uh, at that time. And uh, it changed uh, quite a bit uh, after I had the stroke, uh, because uh, obviously there's a lot of things I couldn't do anymore. Uh, including uh, housework and uh, anything else like that. And uh, then uh, what happened was, is my wife passed away in uh, 2019. And so um, what happened was I started to figure out uh, what am I going to do with her? Because I couldn't drive. Uh, I couldn't, if an emergency, I couldn't do anything with it and so forth. So we uh, put her into a home uh, to make sure that uh, she was going to be taken care of and so forth. So it's been uh, really different. Uh, that still is. Right. Well, and so when you first had your stroke, when you first came home, your wife was your caregiver. And I'm sorry that to hear that she passed. We all are sorry for you for that. So then who kind of took over that caregiver role after that? <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, it's funny. I was, uh, we actually came to bind um, while she was alive. Uh, we actually, she, I came to a uh, meeting um, at Pate. And um, as you may know, you know, this is about uh, the uh, uh, ischemic stroke. And so uh, I was there for uh, therapy from, uh, from Pate. And so, uh, uh, and Pate was a great place. Um, so anyway, I went to a meeting and her name is Sierra. And so, and Carl H. was there. And so that's the first time I ever heard about BIND and so forth. And so I did my application. And then I, um, about a month later, they said uh, that I can go. And so I started to go. And that's what I'm starting to do. And so, uh, um, but then she passed away, of course. And so we had to get um, Uber or uh, some of my daughter, anybody had getting me there, I could do that. So, right. so your, your eldest daughter, you live with your eldest daughter now. So 
she's kind of helping as a caregiver? Yes. Uh, uh, when she doesn't work or something, uh, she drives me around because they still won't let me drive. So um, and it's okay. It'll, you'll get there. It back. comes. Driving, driving's down the road. No, don't be in a rush. Better right, be safe right, than sorry. <laughs> I agree. Um, so right now you were talking a little bit about, um, so you had a stroke and you're a professor, a retired mm -hmm. professor. So one of the things that I feel like I actually was going to ask you about buying, but you already got that part. <laughs> so um, I wanted to wonder a little bit about how, what was it really affected with your brain injury, the stroke that you had, and then how did that affect you as a, as a parent, as a father of two, two daughters? Okay, well, uh, very slow, you know, uh, for example, uh, at the stroke, and I was, by the way, I happened in the hospital. I was actually at the stroke in the hospital. I was ready to go home. And they uh, told me that, um, um, let's look, you, look over for everything. And, uh, and all of a sudden, the next thing I knew, I had six doctors in front of me and said, uh, uh, you know, and from then on, I couldn't, uh, uh, couldn't walk, I couldn't talk, I couldn't do anything. And so, um, I was very limited to what I could do. You know, I, I couldn't do uh, bills and so forth. Couldn't uh, um, the phone, couldn't do anything at all. So it, it took a long time to uh, to get through it and everything. Um, so I was very good to have a therapist. Uh, uh, great. Uh, we're talking about what Bind did uh, was wonderful uh, because it gave me the chance to uh, grow in just about everything I could think of. One of the things I decided to do was, um, is if somebody else didn't want to do something, I will do it. And so I got the chance to do blogs and teaching and, uh, um, you know, consulting with each people and, and helping do things. We did, a uh, first thing I did was um, uh, on the book, we had a new book, you know, and so um, I helped people write it, frankly, and, uh, and edit and so forth. And then they asked me to, uh, to go to uh, a vision here, which was um, about outreach and uh, advocacy. And so uh, I got into this group and I actually went back to paint and, <laughs> and talk there, you know, and so forth. And uh, they did remember me, at least pretend to do. And so it was really <laughs> good. I, I loved uh, going there and I, uh, I hope we get to go again. It was really good to go and I had the chance to go also to uh, UTD, uh, to teachers and so forth doing that. So uh, it was really good. It would it happen because I had the uh, opportunities to, um, to get better and better and better. Right. Uh, as we're finishing today, I, I feel though I'm uh, kind of peaking. Uh, I don't <laughs> know that I'm going to be uh, any better, but uh, if I can maintain it, that's what I want to do. There you go. Well, I do. I love the how it comes, everything comes full circle, how you heard about Bind while you were at Pate and you've been able to go back to Pate. And I know currently right now, because like you said, your daughter works, so it's hard for you to get a ride into the clubhouse. We're so glad you got one today. Mm -hmm. um, but so when you were coming into the clubhouse, what did a typical day look like for you while you were here at Bind? Well, the first thing they wanted me to do was communication. And so uh, it was, um, I was uh, pretty slow, frankly. I, uh, at that time, I couldn't uh, type, uh, I just point and so forth. And uh, if I, uh, I couldn't say very many words and somebody would help me and so forth. Um, but it was, it was good. I get to talk to people and everything and it was, uh, things to do. And then, uh, doing in, uh, the other group here with, um, act, uh, with outreach and so forth, um, it was funny because I could not, uh, do a, the phone 
What I mean by that is we were talking, uh, we're calling people and see, how are you doing and so forth. And so um, I did that. But what I couldn't do is I couldn't say the number. So somebody had to come to me and, and say this is the number and, and listen to talk to them for me because I couldn't do it. Um, now, I, now I can't shut up. But at that time, you know, I, could not, I couldn't do any of it and so forth. But um, we also had time for art and um, we walks and so forth. And, and uh, it, was, uh, it, it was all around kind of a development to me. And uh, I, would, I think that's one of the things I think I would tell people about that, um, you know, if you have the injury like that, uh, then what are you going to do about it and so forth and, and patience and so forth. And, and, and I just want to say when I think the, the staff we hear is, um, I, I don't know how much patience you can have. It's amazing how much patience these staff members have. I mean, you think we have patience. I mean, they have uh, I, I don't know what they do when they get home. Uh, they may hit the wall or something, but they have patients I've never seen before, and uh, we're very grateful uh, for that, I think. Right. Well, and they used to, things were difficult when your wife first passed. How has your life changed after being at Bind and the, the stuff you've learned doing here at Bind? I know that you sometimes you get too spring cleany at home now. Um, so I know you're cleaning, but so but how has life changed? For the better now that you've met, that you've been doing by, even though you're not here on a daily basis anymore. Yeah, well, I, I tell you, first of all, uh, watch where I step because I have uh, falled a few times. Um, one time in a, uh, as I step um, in my house, um, I was going to the backyard and I fell. Uh, I fell um, three weeks ago and so forth. So I have to be careful of what I what I do, and uh, remember, uh, you know, what I'm looking at and thinking about and, and so forth. But um, I do think that uh, you think about, oh, for example, talk about cleaning and talking about uh, uh, putting things away and so forth, um, trying to be more careful because, um, you know, even putting on things on the shelf or something, uh, I mean, if I slip, I'm right back where I was and so forth. And so th that's an important to me. I, I think uh, doing that, now I have a, uh, a physical therapist. And I was did that yesterday. I'm uh, I'm tired, but it was yeah. good. No, so right. anyway, absolutely, so it's yeah. good to do. I love hearing about all the different um, <clears throat> all the different ways that you're continuing to work on yourself. So from what I remember, I think both of us had a stroke around the same time, right? Close to four years ago, mm -hmm. something like that. Um, and like as a father, uh, having your changes and your daughter being some kind of help. Last time we talked, you mentioned how your daughter, she's on her own independence too, right? She's, even though she helps you out, it's only from time to time. And you're, you essentially are independent on yourself and what you need too. Um, so how is that working on, like, you know, you just mentioned you had a physical therapist at home. Like, how is that working out? What else do you do to work on yourself independently for all the effects that you've had from the stroke? Well, it's very uh, difficult to me. I, um, she's very n nice. Of course, I'm a lot of, I love my uh, daughter. She's 25 years old. Uh, but, um, you know, she's, that's what she is. She's 25 years old and she doesn't talk to me much and well. so forth, you know, and, and that's what that age is and so forth. So uh, one of the things that I, uh, I try to do is um, 
continue to work on things like uh, I do like writing and uh, and I do like to to uh, speak and so forth and 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 getting that better. But uh, I also want to go back to uh, gardening. Like I, I love mm-hmm. gardening and, and those sorts of things. And one thing that I uh, I want to know is is that uh, I would tell anybody you know about the the stroke that I that I had. Uh, what it was like as a as a parent is that um, my um, youngest daughter. Uh, she is 100% autistic. You know, mm-hmm. she has no language at all, and so um, you know, we we could see her about um, oh, um, this time. Unfortunately, I haven't seen her for the last three months or so. Uh, so we uh, we saw one uh, her uh, last week and so forth. Looks the same and so forth, but there's no progress, and there probably won't to be. But uh, she is healthy, and they're doing well. Uh, but uh, we did have some setbacks. For example. Um, at um, one time, uh, they called and and they said my uh, my daughter, uh, they rushed her to the hospital because her ba- bladder was ready to bust, oh, wow. and and so we went to the hospital and so forth and obviously worried and so forth. Oh, also, nice. at that time, you couldn't even go because of COVID and so. So anyway, what happened was is that of uh, uh, good news is wait they fired the. Uh, uh, the uh, people who take care of her get some a real nurse and so forth, but uh, but it's very worrying because you know uh, what what are they going to do? How are they going to take care of her? Yes, uh, what are they going to go in the future and so forth? And uh, we even went to uh, a chaplain, and they would do uh, her uh, hands, uh, laying the hands uh-huh. on that and so forth. Uh, turns out, good story is she's um, um, back now and, and doing fine. But uh, it was scary, and there can be scary things like that, you know? Yeah, of course. I mean, as a father, of course, it's really scary and everything. But um, I also just really did want to give a huge shout-out. I know a lot about you. I mean, we met at Bind, had a great... I consider you a great mentor, especially because one of the things that I do know about you is that um, you got really affected by aphasia, even though you still read, like, I don't know how many books a year, but your part that got affected a lot was like your your speech but you're doing an amazing job like right now thinking of taking that little challenge to be on a podcast and mm-hmm. continuing to do um presentations and all of that and being a great father so i did just want to give you a huge shout out yeah. for that well thank you i do want to say quickly though that uh, you know uh, uh one thing that hit me was um i could always read at that time, I mean, that's one thing that wasn't taken away. Now, I couldn't tell you what I read or anything, right. but I could read the paper, I could books and so forth. I just couldn't tell you what it was. But anyway, <laughs> uh, that was lucky because I don't know what I would do if uh, if I wasn't able to read. That would right. be very different. To well, me, I tell so. you what, I don't know what I would be able to do if I couldn't talk. Okay, so. yeah. <laughs> and I, I think, speaking saying that, I've also realized that there must be something about Carl's with the K that they just can't stop talking once they learn how to talk again <laughs> after their injury. Yeah, and I'm course. just saying, but Carl, one other question I'd like to ask. So what would you like to tell other brain injury survivors that also still have to be a parent and a caregiver? What kind of advice would you give them? Is there anything, that any encouraging word you can give to a survivor that's still out there taking care of? I mean, not that you're necessarily taking care of your 25-year-old, but you're you know, still having to be a parent, you know, live together, just any encouraging words for a survivor that's taking care of children or taking care of other survivors? Yeah, sure. I, I really believe uh, that one thing you would do is, and we went to a lot of meetings, 
just to uh, find out what this is. And, um, and we went to meetings and panels and so forth. And uh, it was very good. Uh, and I would go again. That, but uh, that was important. And also to um, obviously keep an uh, open mind and so forth. You, know, you, you never know really what is going to happen, uh, especially in that kind of situation where she can't talk and so forth. Uh, and um, and you know, we talk about patience. Uh, if you don't have it, then uh, your life's going to be even worse. Uh, it's going to be, uh, you have to learn how to have patience. And so, uh, just like you do it, any child would, uh, except it's even double when you have that kind of uh, autistic uh, child. So, um, you got to have those things and, uh, and uh, have faith, you know, that, uh, that things are going to be better. And, uh, and if you talk that way and, and think that way, uh, you know, things are going to be different. So, Absolutely. I've always believed that. Well, Carl, we're so happy to have had you here today to be here to tell us about being a caregiver as a brain injury survivor and continuing on with your great recovery. We're just very happy to have you here and have your knowledge. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. I appreciate to be here. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming to join us and for everything possible that you have to tell us. And thank you to all the subscribers for listening to us. And just make sure to stay in contact with us. We have a next episode coming up. Uh, my name's... Jamie Fuchsia, and I've been here at Bind for three months. And here at Bind, they sell lovely ornaments that the members have made. If you want to get ahead of yourself for, like, say, Christmas or some parties of some sort that you're having. They have lovely ones with little Christmas trees and balls in them to make noise. Or other ones that are just real colorful. Myth about brain injuries or strokes is that you smell burnt toast whenever you're prior to having a stroke and um, the truth is you should follow fast which is face arm speech time your face will droop your arm could possibly go numb your speech will be slurred and time is the longer you wait um, the more brain damage you will have we hope you've enjoyed listening to Bind Waves and continue to support Bind and our nonprofit mission. We support brain injury survivors as they reconnect into the life, the community, and their workplace. And we couldn't do that without great listeners like you. We appreciate each and every one of you. Continue watching until next time. Until next time. Hello. We hope you are enjoying our podcasts. There are many ways for you to get involved in our work and support Bind's Brain Injury Network. Make a donation now at thebind.org. Shop the Bind store on our website. Become a Bind volunteer. Contact our team today to help make a difference in the lives of brain injury survivors. Don't forget Donate, shop, volunteer, and get involved.